0: Hey, coaches, welcome to episode 52 of Championship Culture. Got a really good episode this week. Uh, Derek Ware is the offensive coordinator and head track coach at uh, McKinney Christian School in Texas. And he is a young, really impressive young guy. He's uh, already had a TED talk. Uh, he's an author he actually wrote the curriculum the character curriculum that his school uses uh, and it's uh, got a a faith-based element to it so if you like that kind of thing which I'm a big fan of that uh, great episode to listen to Uh, Derek takes us through uh, how they how they uh, use the character curriculum and how they build a culture of love in their program really good episode hope you stay tuned Hey, coaches, welcome to Championship Culture. Got a fantastic guest tonight. Derek Ware is the offensive coordinator, head track coach at McKinney Christian in Texas. Uh, Derek is first time coach. Uh, he's He's had his own TEDx talk. He is the author of A Football Journey, which is a book, a manual, a website, an app. And a uh, coach, a character curriculum that they use uh, pretty extensively at when they're building their program, when they're building their culture program. And uh, but we're going to save that for the very last to talk about that because it, it sounds absolutely fascinating. But coach, I, I sure do appreciate you being here. He's been busy today. He's already had started his seven on seven, so he's already done one of those tonight. And I appreciate you staying up late and uh, and taking time for us, buddy.
1: No man, my pleasure, man. I. Uh... Uh, love what you guys do and and you know you guys are right in the sense that man character and culture is is paramount to the success of of our athletes and our kids and uh you know even whenever they graduate uh the real goal is man are they are they going to be great men and great women and, and go out and make a difference in this world
0: absolutely absolutely all right so let's get rolling uh question number one can you give a one minute elevator introduction of yourself
1: yeah, you know, this is my. Uh, I'm 38 years old. It's my 14th season uh, of football, and man, I'm just so blessed to to get to do this job. I mean, kids show up every day; they want to be there. Uh, they they soak in, you know, what us coaches are saying. You know, that's what's cool. You know, I'm a teacher too, and in in my uh, English class, you know, the kids don't always want to learn English, but uh, the kids that are out there on that football field on the track, man, they're there by choice, and 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 that's just an awesome thing. and uh yeah, like you said, you know, I've, I've done some things, uh character curriculum and, and, and TEDx and and uh you know lots of stuff. But it's uh I guess the real the real fun stuff is just the day to day uh getting to coach these kids.
0: Awesome, man. Awesome. Uh you know, I've literally used that line in an interview before when I say, you know, they don't always want to be in the English class, <laughs> but they wanna be at football and that makes them more open to what we're preaching to them. So uh, so uh, it's funny that that uh, you're you're an uh, English teacher and get to say that at, from experience. All right, question number two. In your program, how do you define culture? So our culture is our operating system. You know, it's
1: uh it's the thing that defines uh, how we behave, what we do, um, how we treat each other, our our honesty, our vulnerability, uh, safety. It's uh, it's all those things. And so, you know, if you not doing something intentional uh, to build your culture, to give kids the, the, uh, the insight that they need to know. Like, you know, if you asked our kids, they could tell you what our culture is. They could tell you, uh, th- they'd give you three things, you know, and we'll talk about those here in a second, but, uh, man, that's the, you know, that's the most important thing is, is your culture. That's, that's the foundation for your success. And, um, uh, you know, you got to guard it, you got to protect it. And 99.9% of kids are all going to, uh, you know when you give them the tools they're going to they're going to do what's right and they're going to follow your culture and so uh, i guess the the question is, is what do you do with that 0.01% of kids that uh, willingly and admittedly break the rules you know uh, so you got to protect it and guard that culture so uh, that's what all coaches struggle with is is uh, how do you protect it too so
0: well i love what you say on that you know i'm a big proponent of your your kids if you ask your players, they got to be able to tell you what the culture is or what the mission is. Uh, when you ask assistant coaches, they got to be able to tell you or you don't really have one. So that's kind of a hot button for me is that it's, it's so important, even though at the beginning they're just kind of memorizing what you tell them to, to say, uh, I think it, it starts getting into their DNA once they, once they can spit it back at people when they're asked that question. All right. So question number three, this is the, the, the big one. This is where we steal all your ideas, coach. Number three, what are the best three things you do to build a culture in your program?
1: Yeah. Awesome. So I guess our big overarching theme is just, uh, one, a culture of, of, of love, encouragement and predictable discipline, you know, uh, to where when a kid, you know, I tell the kids at the beginning of the year, Hey, here are the rules. And if you break these rules, I promise you, there'll be consequences, you know? And so then when a kid makes a mistake, you know, something happens, uh, that I can come back and say, Hey, look, you know, I love you. And, you know, in the Bible, it says, you know, the father disciplines, the ones that he loves, you know, and because I love you, I'm going to hold you accountable. And, uh, and so, uh, here's, here's our next steps. And so how do, how do, how do they get back from redemption? You know, how do they get back, uh, How do how do they become redeemed, you know, and and when they make mistakes? And and so like our first thing, uh, you know, our three things. The first one is build safety. Now we want to build a a, an environment that is safe for our kids to grow in. You know, there was a uh I was I was a coach in school, this was many, many years ago, and I remember witnessing this, and this is what really turned me on to the idea of of culture is uh, we had some kids that were out on the field. Uh, they were working hard they're getting better there's and catching balls and uh, going through drills and and uh, they're doing a they're doing it on their own just getting some after school work in. and then here comes uh, a group of what happened to be upperclassmen and they didn't join them and start working instead they're sitting on the sideline and they're heckling they're heckling the players that are out there oh man you know anytime they drop a pass make a mistake whatever you know it's oh man, you're trash, you know, and, and I sat, uh, you know, I'm standing here, I'm a young coach and I'm standing here next to our older coaches and I'm looking to them thinking, Hey, well, are we, what do we do here? Are we addressing this? You know, like, and, uh, instead what ends up happening is the coaches were silent and the kids who are working hard end up joining the ones that they, they, they joined the hecklers. And I, and I just thought like, Hey, whenever, you know, when it's my turn, that will never happen. We're gonna have an environment that is safe where kids can fail and grow in. And instead of uh, being heckled, our upperclassmen would turn and say, hey man, it's all right, you got this. Hey, I was there once too, you know? Hey man, when I was your age, uh, I had trouble catching that football, but man, you stick with it and you're gonna, you're gonna be awesome, you know? And, and, and to get to uh, build an environment where it's okay you know, I, I tell the kids this, hey, if you hide your weakness, you remain weak. Uh, in order to become strong, you got you to gotta expose that weakness and, and be able to grow on it. You know, you see kids who they don't want to run a 40 because they know that their 40 time is going to be slow. And so their idea is, hey, it's better, to, it's better to be thought that I was slow than to run a 40 and remove all doubt, you know. and uh, But our kids in our program with our culture it is, hey, look we're going to go out. We, our kids, uh, you know, I'm the head track coach. Our kids race all the time. We run forties weekly, you know, uh, and I have a fully automatic timing system. We time them, we post them and and do that whole deal. And, uh, and, and all of a sudden they get to I one of our best players, man, his sophomore year, he was slow. His freshman year, he was slow. The beginning of his junior year, he was slow. And, uh, and then at the end of his junior year, he won the state championship in the four by four. And it's like, uh, I take his 40 times and I've got three years worth of data with him. And I and he's ran like over a 40s. and I and I track them and I graph them. And it's like you just see this this thing just slowly working its way down, you know? And uh and and I our kids know that. And so it's like, hey, look, if the kid would have ran a 40 and been slow and then turned around and said, Well, I'm never doing that again. Well, how is he ever going to grow? And so, uh, to build an environment where kids can safely uh, compete, uh, where they can uh, be challenged, where they can fail and uh, and not be condemned for it, you know, where it's okay to to ask for help. You know, yeah, I've been in some cultures where it's like, you know, the receiver is like doesn't want to be coached. Like, hey, I got this, you know. And if I'm being coached, it's because I'm doing it wrong, you know. And the last thing I want to do is be doing it wrong, where. Uh, but that's not a, a culture of growth. You know, what I want is I want our kids coming to us, coaches, and saying, hey, coach, did you see that? How did it look? How do I make it better? You know, and then it goes into the next thing. So our first one is build safety. Our second our second pillar is uh, share vulnerability. Uh, it's okay. You know, I think one of, the, one of the, the, the most important things a leader can do is to say, hey, I messed that up. Hey, that was on me. You, got, you know, I, ma- I made that mistake. You know, and uh, and and when my quarterback comes to the sideline after after a play, uh, which man, this last year we had one of the best. Uh, you know, he threw for he led the state in, in passing and, and did an awesome job. Uh, but the thing about him is, man, there you know his his first year with us, he did great, threw for a bunch of yards. But there were some days where man, bolts were flying, and to the sideline, and uh, he never once he never once ever said you know, two years as a starter, never said, hey, it's my receiver. It's the line. It's this, that, you know, his thing was, hey, coach, you know, like he was always, you'd always take responsibility and he would always be vulnerable. And uh, and I think when you do that, uh, players trust you more. You know, when you are able to say like, you know, when I say as a coach, hey, that's a bad call. I made a bad call there. That's my fault. Uh, Now they can say, you know, hey, it's my fault. You know, and and, uh, and and we can share we can share vulnerability. And then the last thing that uh, is important to us in our culture is establishing purpose. You know, we're a, a, a Christian school, and uh, here here's a I was reading this story the other day, and it's a sad story, uh, but it also uh, made me think. Is um, you know, I was reading this book. Uh, it's uh, it's about this journalist who uh, traveled the world and studied different fighting art forms. You know, he went to Thailand and did Muay Thai kickboxing. He went to Brazil, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Uh, he, uh, and this is the sad part is he, is he went to uh, Mexico and saw, cause I guess dog fighting is legal in Mexico. And so uh, he saw, you know, dog fighting. And, and one of the things, one of the takeaways that he took from that was that, you know, hey, some people are mean to their dogs and think that that's going to make them fight harder, uh, because all the dog knows is hate. And some people love their dogs, and a dog that that loves its owner and the owner loves it uh, fights harder than any other dog. And I think human beings were the same way. You know, like uh, we work hard for a, a purpose that's higher than ourselves. It's it's more than just me. You know, if you're fighting just for yourself, it's easy to quit, it's easy to give up. But when the focus is on Hey, this is a purpose that is greater. You know, you never uh, you hear these stories about uh, soldiers who you know carry someone for 48 hours and 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 somehow bring them back to the base and and you ask them like, hey, why would you? Why did you do that? And it's never like, oh, because I knew my boss would yell at me if I didn't. You know, it's hey, this is my friend and I love him. I care about him more than I care about myself, and I'll do anything for him. And so. You know, our, our thing in, at MCA is uh, we call it he, we, me. And so like our first our first purpose is to model God's love, to further his kingdom, to honor him in everything that we do. And so that's the he, capital H, capital E, he, uh, is honor the Lord in, in what we do. And then the second thing is we, uh, which is the focus on each other, uh, that, that we, our team is more important than ourselves. And then the last thing in lowercase letters is me. that's the thing that uh you know it's not about my catches I tell the kids this story every year there was a time I played receiver I went to Harding University and played receiver there I remember there was a time where I thought like hey man it's all about like getting my catches and a game was a great what win or lose a game was a great you know when I was in high school it was a great game if I got 10 catches and it was a bad game if I didn't you know and and the thing is is that that's never enough. It's never gonna be enough. If I got 10 catches, I thought, man, I, I should get 11. I should get 12, you know? And, uh, and, and so all, of the, all that leads to is disappointment. You're focusing on just gathering all that you can get for you, 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 and, it, and it's futile. And so, uh, you know, the, the real thing is focusing on others. And once I learned that, you know, that ability to care about my teammates, to care about the team, uh, to just serve, to just be out there serving, Uh, that's when that's when the true enjoyment of the game came and so uh, you know these kids uh, I I try to give them the experience that I gave you know we use uh, the character curriculum a football journey uh, with our kids and and so like every week we meet with the kids and uh, we go through a different lesson and that's one of the lessons on there is caring more about your team the team is first it's uh, it's team over me and uh, and so we talk about that and what that looks like and uh, in that character curriculum, we got, we got lessons every, so we know we're systematically teaching all the things that are, are, are the culture that we want, and also, you know, we, we talked to them, too, about, like, dating, and, and, uh, driving car, you know, as a, as a teacher, uh, we all have had kids that, you know, have been seriously injured, or, or died, I, you know, I had a student die, I've had two students die in car accidents, and so it's like, man, if we're not talking to our kids about that, like, uh, you know, we're not, we're not doing all the, and so one of the lessons is about driving, you know, hey, you're driving on the street, and a squirrel runs out in front of you, you're gonna have to run the squirrel over, don't steer off the road, you know, and and hit the grass, because now you're out of control, or hey, don't be joking around and driving that car, You know, we talked about that every year.
0: How many, uh, how many weeks are the, uh, is the curriculum?
1: Yes, 37 weeks,
0: 37, uh, yeah
1: the there's four, there's four volumes. Uh, so the kids never get the same lesson twice. And so it's like, you know, you do the volume one, you do volume one, your first year. And then the next year you got volume two and then volume three and then volume four. And so, uh, a kid goes all the way through it and they never hear the same stories. They never hear the same, uh, the, the lessons might be, uh, over similar topics. Like, you know, we talk about drugs and alcohol every year. That's one of the biggest ways that kids derail their dreams. You know, so that needs to be addressed. Uh, we talk about we talk about some aspect of dating. You know, every year. Um, you know how? You know, yeah. We talk about all that stuff, and so it's a it's a very systematic approach, but making sure that the kids get all the lessons. You know, we talk about handling the pressure. You know, like what that looks like, because those kids like to, to us as coaches, we're so far, like, this is our, you know, our hundredth game, you know, 200, we coached 200 games or whatever. And so it's old hat to us. We're not, we're not nervous, but that kid, this is his first or second time, like being a starter. And and like, man, those kids that are getting a, he gets a stomach ache. And then as a coach, you're standing up saying, Hey man, this is the most important thing in your life, you know, and you better not fail because your girlfriend's in the stands and she's going to see you. And, and like, I've, I've, I, myself, as a young coach, have given that speech, you know, and it's like, kids are just like, and, and you're piling this pressure, and people don't perform well, like, under pressure, uh, in the sense of, like, I tell the kids this, you put a balance beam on the floor, you can do cartwheels across that balance beam, that's not a problem, you take that balance beam, you put it 100 feet in the air, and uh, and it's a whole different story, man, you can't, you, you wouldn't even know the it. you'd be so scared, and so it's like, You know, the ones that truly handle pressure are the ones that uh, can deflect it, necessarily feel all the gravity of that situation in that moment, but can, you know, understand, hey, I've been here before, I can do this. And so we talk about that in the book too. So in our character.
0: That's awesome, man. Uh, Just uh, to circle back, when you were talking about your culture, it was predictable, was it predictable consequences or predictable punishment.
1: Yeah, uh, love, encouragement, and predictable discipline. So
0: discipline. Okay.
1: discipline. So, um, you know, I've toyed with this idea, and I think I really believe it is that. Uh, so, uh, the the question of like, when when where, where does physical discipline come in? As far as like barrel rolls, uh, bear crawls, and and all that stuff. You know, which is like what I did when I was a kid uh versus playing time and uh and having to address your teammates you know hey you know you did something wrong hey teammates you know this is what i did i made a mistake i'm sorry and then hey my consequences is i have to sit out the first quarter of this game or whatever you know uh or hey i'm gonna have to sit out the first part of this practice you know i don't know so uh that's an interesting, that's an interesting idea that I'm researching.
0: I like, I just like the, you know, and I haven't done that in the past, but just the, they have to address the team and say, this is what I did and I'm sorry. And, you know, here's the consequences the coach has given me. But, you know, I think that would be pretty powerful just all by itself, just standing up and having to say, I messed up. This is what I did. I'm sorry. I know it impacted the team. So I think that's a great idea. And I love the predictable discipline idea.
1: Yeah. Just, Hey, you know, you know, this isn't a surprise, you know, I think, I think part of the problem, you know, part of, uh, you know, having an environment that is safe, it has to be predictable. It has to be, it can't be, Hey, I'm walking into coach Ware's office and I have no idea, you know, what, what he's going to say, what he's going to do. You know, it has to be, Hey, look, this is what I did. I know, I know my consequences or, you know, uh, I know how Coach Ware feels about me, you know, too. It's like, hey, I'm a starter or I'm a backup or where where you are on the depth chart. I know it's not a mystery. I know where I'm at. I know what I need to work on. And, uh, you know, I don't want kids ever to be blindsided by, you know, hey, I, I, you know, I went in and I was blown away. I didn't know anything. You know, he just started going and saying this stuff, you know, which happens sometimes as you know, it's happened to me as an employee, you know, I go to my boss's office and I'm thinking like, all right, this is going to go one way. And then all of a sudden, it's like, wait a minute, you know, I haven't heard any of these things, you know, like, uh, you know, and so it's like, you want it to be predictable. You want it to be something that, you know,
0: I'm with you. I'm with you. I like it. All right. Uh, question four. So you're, you're a 14 year veteran, uh, heavily involved in football and in track. What do you know now that you wish you knew when you first got started?
1: Yeah, no, if I could go back and, uh, and talk to my 24 year old self, uh, I'd probably just, I'd just tell myself, Hey man, go for it. You know, don't shy away. Uh, don't, you know, I, I think I, for, for a little bit of time in the beginning, I had this philosophy of if, if it worked, if it was good, everybody would be doing it. And so, I'm not going to do these certain whatevers because not everybody's doing it. You know, like, uh, for example, I was sitting back, uh, uh, you know, I became the head track coach. Uh, this is a while back. And my first thought was hey, the, there are these indoor track meets during the winter. I should take my kids to those indoor track meets and, and let them get some work in, let them start competing before the track season, before the outdoor season even starts. And, uh, and I'm thinking, man, this would be fun. They can go on a trip. We'll go to University of Oklahoma. We'll compete. And uh, But the, the thing that my first initial thought was, hey, that's probably not a good idea. I don't know why it's not a good idea. It seems like a great idea to me. But if it was a great idea, everybody else would be doing it. And uh, I crashed through that. And I decided, you know what? We're going to try it. And it might fail. epic, terrible. And there might be something that I had no idea that I didn't think of that, that is bad. But... Uh, no we did it and we've been doing it now for years and years and years and it has been incredible it's grown our track program uh the kids love it they get to tour these colleges you know we go to Texas A&M we go to University of Oklahoma we go to University of Arkansas they get to travel uh stay in hotels and and uh man it's it's a lot to keep up with but man it's been it's been incredible and so I just tell myself you know as a I just tell myself man go for it you know I was reading the the story in the Bible the other day about, and we've all heard this story, you know, Jesus, you know, all the disciples are in the boat. Jesus comes walking on the water out there. And uh, Peter is like, Ooh, Hey, Jesus, let me get out there with you. And uh, he does. Right. And then he starts to doubt and he falls in the water and, and then Jesus helps him out, you know, but uh, you know, we all get the moral of that story, which is like, Hey, just have trust, have faith. But, the other thing that I was thinking as I was reading it is, hey, man, Peter is out there walking on the water and there are 11 disciples still in the boat. Uh, I bet those 11 disciples were really kicking themselves later, just thinking, man, I wish I would have gone out there. You know, Jesus is out there walking on water in the middle of the sea. Man, I should have gone out there with him, but I was afraid, you know, I, was, I didn't want to do it, you know. And then here comes Peter, who just like jumps out there and he fails. But you know what? He learned a valuable lesson. And so it's like failure is okay, you know, to go out there and walk on water and be the second one of two human beings and who who've done that, and uh, and to fail at the end, that's okay. You learned a great lesson from it. I learned a great lesson from the story. And so like, you know, I don't want to be that type of coach that's like, hey, God, use me. You know, like, let me get out there with you. Like, I don't want to be afraid. I don't want to be in the shallow end with my floaties on. Like, let's try something. Let's go out and and if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But uh, man, I don't want to be—I don't want to be uh, afraid of of breaking the status quo. And and you know when you do that, sometimes you face some heat too. You know, like uh, you know, we train in in track. We train our kids uh, max speed all winter. You know, we don't we don't put on volume with them. Uh, we do a little. We do we do some of that in the in spring. You know, preparing for the state championship. But it's a different way for those kids to train. And, uh, and so sometimes you get a little bit of like, Hey coach, you know, like why, you know, why aren't we? And, and, and to be able to explain it to them, but you know, to be okay with a little bit of those questions and, and and to be able to answer those things. I just think like, you know, as a young coach, I probably shied away from, you know, I just, I just wanted to do what everybody else was doing and, uh, and not worry about having to face any criticism ever, you know? And I think, I don't, I just don't know how you grow when you do that. You know, Jim Harbaugh, Uh, My brother played uh, football at Stanford when Jim Harbaugh was there. And one of the things that I really appreciate about him is that, uh, man, the guy uh, not really that concerned with what other people think, you know, he came up with this idea of, Hey, let's do our spring football in Florida and we'll hold recruiting camps down there in Florida. And, and no one had ever done that before. And everybody complained about it. And I don't know, I think they've made a rule since then, but it's like, man, good for him. You know, he's, breaking the status quo, not afraid to like make everybody and all the college coaches in Florida are really mad because then they're recruiting all their kids, you know? And I, I just think like, man, he doesn't care.
0: I love it, coach. I love the idea. I love the whole concept. Uh, I was gonna I was gonna give you one aside. We do have winter track in North Carolina. And we run all the meets outside in the dead of winter (laughs) until the the state championship. That's into, that's actually (laughs) indoors, but it's called winter track or indoor track, but it's all (laughs) outdoors. I think we use the, you know, we use the shorter indoor lengths, but it's still (laughs) done outdoors in the winter. All right. Uh, you've done fantastic, man. I'm so, I'm so uh, glad we got you on here and, uh, you're super impressive. Uh, and, uh, uh, obviously uh, man of faith it's great to see how you work your faith into into your coaching mission uh, can you share your contact information and then uh, tell us some more about your uh, your your uh, character curriculum uh, and uh, and and how coaches can uh, find it and order it and, and make it a part of their program
1: yeah, awesome. So the, the app, it's a Character Wins app. And you go to characterwins.org and uh, and it's got all the information there. But how the app works is every week on Wednesday, the kids get sent uh, their lesson. And so we come in to the meeting room on Wednesday. We go over that lesson. There's a video that goes with each, each lesson. Uh, they fill out their weekly check-in. So what that is, is is on the app, some questions like, how sore do you feel? You know, it's got like categories on their soreness level. How much sleep have you been getting? Um, and then there's questions that are like, "Hey, did you? Uh, you know, is everything going okay at home? You know, is there somebody on the team that you think you talk to? And why do you think we should talk to them? And so it's like a kid might not come up to you and say, "Hey, coach, I'm, you know, I know my buddy is struggling with, you know, suicide or or whatever, but." They, they do that through the app they've come you know they, they have no problem texting it down in there and saying hey you need to talk to johnny. his parents are getting divorced and now we can call johnny in and say you know hey man what's going on you know and they open up and i mean you get to have these awesome one-on-one meetings with kids and uh you know there's a question in there that's like uh you know how, how do you feel like the season's going you know and you get to check their their uh their, their morale, you know. One of the options is like, "Hey, we've we've hit some challenges, but we're." Ex- hey, coach, we need to talk. <laughs> you know, things are things are falling apart here. You know, and so you kind of have you kind of have uh, options there of like checking the temperature of the team and getting to know the. And man, it has been incredible getting to really dive in with those guys. And so uh, uh, you can do all that through uh, characterwins.org you can contact me on Twitter. Uh, It's just my name, D-A-R-R-I-C-K-W-A-R-E at, uh, you know, that's my, that's my handle. It's at Derek Ware. Uh, Follow me on Twitter. I I really love that community, uh, getting to talk with coaches and grow that way. Uh, You can email me. It's just my first and last name at Gmail and uh, uh, characterwins.org is is where you can find uh, the curriculum and all that stuff, man. It's a, it, it has been a game changer for our program, and uh, coaches all over the country use it. And man, I, I just I just know that character and, and culture is just the most important thing that we can do for our, for these kids and, and help them grow.
0: Well, you, you did fantastic, man. I, I sure do appreciate you coming on and doing this. And uh, I'll post the link. Uh, I'll post your Twitter and your uh, and the characterwins.org. Uh, in the show notes so guys can can uh, reach out and and get a hold of the program and buddy I I really appreciate you coming on and doing this you're a very impressive uh, young guy I can say that because I'm old guy now very impressive young guy and uh, and I'm going to link your uh, your TEDx talk also because that was an impressive talk that you did and buddy I appreciate it man it's been a pleasure
1: I appreciate what you're doing and how you're doing all this and and man it's it's good
0: Thank you, man.